Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast, where I try to bring to you some educational and inspirational speakers, whether they're authors, you know, singers, dancers, entertainers, community activists, whatever it may be. We are really trying, really, like, really, like, really, 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 really trying to get the message out. I know, really? Yeah, yeah, really, we're really trying to get this message out. So join me on the Really Charlie Podcast once, twice, three times, four times a week, it all depends. If you want your story out there, just reach out to me. And I'll put you on the Really Charlie podcast. God bless. And stay blessed. Take care. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie podcast here. We're going to do a flash podcast, you know, try to get things going. And uh, got a guest there that wanted to come on. Uh, I'm glad to have him on. And my guest today is Raymond Johnson, community activist, uh, a biker lover like me. And uh, we're just going to talk the talk, you know, and... uh, Welcome aboard, Raymond. Hi, uh, Ray. Ray, I'm sorry. Ray, welcome aboard. And thank you. Uh, thank you. Thanks for having me, bro. Uh, thank you. You know, this is uh, this is something that I've been following. You know, as far as um, you know, I w- I was a bike owner in the past. Don't own one now, but I I, I extremely loved it when I was doing it um, between my street bike and my quad racer. Definitely, um, you know, it was it was good for me. It was good for me to uh, ease my mind, just forget about everything, getting getting in between those trees and on the little paths and just doing my thing, you know. So, positive release. You need that positive release, you know. It's getting so hotter to keep it positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's definitely something that uh, you know. I like seeing, um, even when I, when I, uh, lived in LA for a little while, um, you know, it was definitely going down to the racetrack and, um, in Long Beach and, uh, seeing the bikes of all sorts, you know, even, even around the trails, you know, with the quad races, doom buggies, they had everything, you know, they definitely were strong advocates of, uh, bike owners. California is a big recreational, outdoor recreational state. We used to go out to Playas, out out to the desert, and on the weekends that was a place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, you know, I riding my quad, I definitely hit a couple of things in um in the desert. Man, it's wide open. You know, you can just let it go. Got to be safe always. You know that. But um, you know, so what's new? What's new in your state? What's going on, man? Well, we're trying we're trying to push a little bit with the state to, to get some outdoor recreation, open up some state property. I've been trying to get my property opened up as a as a rider driver educational training facility. 
Um, there's a there's a big need for it here. The the, the whole motorsport community's kind of been left out in the cold. You know, you you can buy the you can buy the equipment right here in Rhode Island, but they expect you to put it on a trailer and ship it to New Hampshire to use it, and it makes no sense. You know, it, it's it's more publicized in the city of Providence in, in Cranston, but you have the same issues in all the local rural communities where, you know, kids just want to go ride their dirt bikes and, and they want to be able to get someplace and they got to cross a road or they got to get on a trail. It's not legal. And it's just it's got to the point where it's you can't even ride on private property without somebody complaining. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. We, we got to change with time and, and kind of live harmoniously with everybody else. You know, you got to be respectful for your neighbors, but they also got to respect your rights too. So true. There's a, there's a time, you know, there's a set time that you can get things done where you're not bothering anybody um, in, in uh, you know, try to be amenable to if anybody's got anything special going on. So you're not making, you know, making noise or making issues during the middle of a wedding or a funeral, but um it's hard because it, they kind of cater to a chosen few. Yeah. So, and I mean, if you, if you look at it, it it's, it's a family event and people don't realize that you can de definitely have a family event riding your bike. Um, you know. it's, it's all families, you know, that show up. It's mother, father, sister, daughter, you know, uh, a brother, uh, grand. I got one guy that comes. He's got his, his two kids, his grandkids. His wife brings lunch. You know, they come down and this is how they spend time making memories. It's 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 not a hobby. It's not. a Well, it's a sport, but it's not really a hobby. It's a lifestyle because you can ask most of these people, you know, what are you doing this week? And they're going to tell you, I'm practicing during the week and I'm traveling Friday to go race. Yes. You know, the, the, the life is, but um, even, even the ones that aren't racing, that just want to come and ride their quad and want to spend, make memories with their family. It's, it's good memories. It's good times. It's good, active, you know, good, active fun. Get them outside, get them off the computer screen. Um, physical conditioning just, you know, right. makes you feel good. I was getting ready to say that, you know, it's all the physical condition is, is people kind of don't even realize that, you know, it's a workout and, um, and it's a good workout. It's what your whole upper body, your lower body, everything. And, um, but the best thing I got about it is I was just out there and I forgot about everything, everything, just kind of just riding the quad, just doing what I had to. And, um, you know, my best friend got me involved in it when, when we were doing it. And, you know, with him, it was him, his wife, his two kids, you know, um, and they're still doing it with their kids. So it's, it's something that's been passed on from generation to generation. Um, really good for, for a high stress, you know, somebody in a high stress job, just to, like you say, get on that bike and, and completely lose yourself. I've had, you know, homicide detectives, and this is the way they cleared the head, was get out here and jump on the bike and clear the head. Yeah. And you need that time. You need that mental. You need that mental relax. Yeah. And, and they want to focus on, on, on a very, they want to focus on the incident, um, whether it's, you know, a public way or, or and, you know, but it all goes back to which what we're talking about, you know, 
I can go to the local shop, buy a quad racer, buy a motorcycle, buy whatever it is. And, and, and then I get taxed and I'm not only getting that taxed that first time I'm getting taxed constantly. And so where's all that money going to? And, and they talk about, you know, it goes to, you know, excise tax, which is for the infrastructure of the towns and cities. And well, why isn't that being applied to, you know, recreational area for my, my bike, your bike, everybody else's bike. Well, they, they do. They, they buy, they buy up big tracts of land and they buy it on the back of conservation. You know, they, they buy it on the back of, of conservation and, and, and wildlife, you know, preservation. But then what they do is they put, you know, big moratoriums on these areas and they turn around and build elite estates and only the elite can enjoy it. You know, even like the trail systems, uh, you get down in the, the uh, West Virginia, Kentucky, um, along that corridor was hurt so bad with when, when, when coal mining went out and, and the towns were looking for different ways to, to kind of help their economy. They got into the trail systems where they did these interconnecting trails and went right across the whole state, you know, 400 some miles from county to county to county. And they set it up like New Hampshire and they made an income and, and they made it, a, you know, a tourist attraction. Um, it, it's, you know, they, they, they had a resource and they used it. We have a resource here, but the resource is tied up with, you know, you got, you got interconnecting trails that are, that are, you know, specifically for walking, you know, walking trails. You can't use them. You can't, you can ride your horse on them. You can ride a, uh, well, they even frown on the bicycle, but you know, a lot of this stuff is bought on the back of conservation for open conservation and public space, but, um, they segregate who gets to use it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the story of the USA, I, you know, it's uh, just crazy. You know, no matter what, there's always some kind of division or some kind of uh, uh, privilege. What I understand is that the sensationalization around what's going on in Cranston and Providence, I mean, you have the same thing, like I said, in rural communities, but now they're kind of isolating you know, the, the inner city where they forced them, they give them no space at all. You can't even ride in your own yard. There's no, there's no lot. There's nothing. So, you know, the kids are rebelling. They're making a statement, but they're, they're putting it out there like these are nothing but gangbangers and bugs and not even human beings. And that's that's not true at all. Those bikes aren't stolen. Most of them are, you know, hardworking individuals that work two or three jobs. And, and the only outlet they got is that, you know, a little bit of time on that bike. And then they have no space. They don't have a truck. They can't send it to New Hampshire. They can't, you know, trailer it out of town. So they make do and they run in packs and, you know, figuring, is there some public safety issues? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is some disregard for public safety. But when you look at it as a whole, you know, rush hour, a commuter rush hour at eight in the morning and nine o'clock. It's the same amount of recklessness out on the interstates, but they're not, mm -hmm. you know, they're not setting up a special task force. They're not going out there, you know, confiscating vehicles and smashing them in public display. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 they're isolating a certain group, you know, in, in, in the way I see it is that, you know, they're isolating the, the brown and the black youth in the city and yeah. they're segregating them out. And, um, you know, it's 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 not right. They, they they got tennis courts, they got basketball courts, they got uh, you know all kinds of recreation. They 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 include everybody, but they they exclude a whole lifestyle. Yeah, it's um, 
Um, I remember talking to uh, Jeremy Costa, and um, it's it's not like you know they, they the the bikers. There's definitely there's a lot of revenue in it. Other than you know the taxes and everything, there's there's fundraising. There's uh, events that you can have that you know thousands and thousands of people would like to come see, you know, see the bikers do, you know, put a show on or, or, or basically kind of, even if there was uh property, we had to get ac- access to it. Um, you know, there would still be something there, you know, we go to different city parks and, uh, you know, they don't have any problem having someone sit, sit in a shack and collect money all day. You know, it's still right. there. And, so. There's so much talent right here in New England. There's so much talent right here in Rhode Island, Massachusetts, right in this New England corridor. Not only, you know, in, in operations, but in research and development. You got that whole, you know, MIT corridor. And people don't realize it, but we're going to go into renewable energy, clean energy. These dirt bikes are going to go quiet. They, you know, there's all kinds of conversion and entrepreneurial ships that can be, you know, all developed if it was nurtured um even as far as like you know providence and and, and cranston they they just implemented their new atv task force you know when i first heard that i was like okay good they're gonna they're gonna implement a new atv task force and they're gonna organize you know someplace for these guys to ride and they're gonna organize these events and and harness this talent and 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 start doing some good public relations no they they're doing just the opposite they, they've organized this task force to, is, is enforcement you know not as incentive you know mm-hmm. they're not incentivizing these guys to do anything uh, to participate they would build a much better relationship community relationship if they worked with them and, and they organized together yeah it's um it's sad because you know that the um the man men and women power that they're going to use for that the the training everything that they're going to use that they can utilize that in some other ways um you know some other um not some other kind but some other things that uh, constitute a crime you know there's things that they can utilize it for how many times do you turn it on channel 12 news and um you know someone died someone got shot someone got murdered you know stabbing whatever it may be let that task force be utilized for things like that, you know. And um, if if that task force was utilized to to organize these guys in in, you know, like they did in California with race legal, they they took uh, uh, on on the weekends, Friday, Saturday night, the fatality rate, the teenage fatality rate was so high with the illegal street racing, you know, and that was a big thing in California. Everybody's a motorhead especially down in San Diego where the weather's good all the time. So they get out there on a Friday night, they want to race. Well, they had no place to race. So San Diego finally got smart and said, Hey, let's, let's get these guys all down at the Coliseum and corral them in there. And we took the, they took the police and the, and the public safety officers and they let them organize the event. And they, they got these kids going down there and they compete against each other. So they not only did they build camaraderie, uh, they gain mutual respect um, the kids get bragging rights that they, they went out and raced the, you know, they raced the police and they won and, and they won, you know, gift certificates to put bling in their rides. And, you know, and, and, and then when they need a favor in the community, they can reach out and ask, you know, yeah. and more after, to, to get, you know, to get cooperation, to get help. Um, yeah, it, it, just, 
It, it just exactly. creates mutual respect. You know, it creates mutual respect. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give respect to get respect, and that's just the way it is. Yeah, so true. There was, uh, I mean, I'm just thinking of, of some of the areas, you know, through and just within both states, you know, yours and mine, that um, they can actually utilize. Um, and you know, look at you, your land, your property owner, and you're offering your spot. You know, it'll probably be since 2009. You know, I started this with a, with a friend of mine, Gary uh, uh, Gary DeWall. Yeah, helped with the, with the track design. You know, he's like, we we looked at building a spot down in Connecticut, and somebody bought it out from under us. And you know, my sister and I were here working on this property, and and we just decided, hey, let's do let's do a pilot study here to see if it'll work. And it did, you know, they say, if you build it, they will come. Well, we built it. We wanted to get the data. I wanted to get sound data because I wanted to go for the funding to build out the park. Right. And the only way to get funding is have a good solid business plan. So during the time trying to, you know, trying to do the pilot study and get the data, the town came down on me. Of course, you can't do anything. Uh, we, we had a collection uh, can over there collecting donations and getting people to sign a waiver. And they construed that as running an illegal motorsport business um, because I'm not permitted. I'm in an R80 zone. I'm a heavy industrial site that's been, you know, grandfathered since 1903. I manufacture aggregate and, and recycle concrete. And, uh, you know, we do quite a bit here. It's all heavy industrial, but we can't ride dirt bikes at 85 decibels, but we can run a crusher at 119 Wow. Um, there's, there's, there's no difference. It's a unique piece of property. It was a simple um, variance that could have been, you know, handed down from the town council, a closed session uh, decision made by the council itself on a variance. That's all it needs uh, per their ordinance. Their ordinance says in an R80, you know, schools are permissible, parks are permissible, but because it's me, they don't use my description as a park. They use the description as a racetrack and just a you know a bunch of hooligans out here tearing up the dirt. We haven't had a proper chance. We haven't had proper illustration of the media, fair illustration from the local media. Um, we've had local politicians do things underhanded just to you know muddy the waters while we're in the path trying to get get permitted. Um, there's been a lot of obstacles. There's uh, there's a lot of people that. Um, want this land that I've been on for all these years um, and <laughs> they've gone through lengths to try to get it but uh, we're still hanging on you know we're still trying to make it happen um, I still fight the cause I got a 12 year old he loves to ride I got two 12 year olds one one girl one boy but my son loves the sport he loves this activity I love it you know 50 years ago i got shot at riding in the same property <laughs> from the former owner who used to shoot at us when we used to come in here ride you know uh what this potential there's 176 acres here we can do a, a really good rider driver educational training facility research and development um there's a there's a lot of uh, you know industry partners right here in rhode island ready to team up um you know uh it's just We've got to get just through a couple small hurdles. Yeah, it's um one thing I noticed that um anyone that owns a bike also learns how to fix the bike, so that's that's <laughs> beneficial in itself, you know. And it, it, it generates uh, a, whole, a whole new entrepreneurial ship, you know. We we, we meet the program, you know, where it's uh, 
John's got all the acronyms. I can't, I can't remember them all, but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you, you got, you got cross training, you got mentorships. Um, you know, you, you also, you know, beginner, uh, rider classes, uh, the, the mechanical end of it, um, the physical end of it. There's a, there's a, like I said, with the, with the research and development, just to convert some of these fossil fuel bikes over to, you know, clean energy over to electric, there's all new technology coming out. Um, that's, you know, it's, it's right here at the door, you know, all of this stuff with autonomous vehicles, driverless vehicles, they're looking for test beds. Everybody has to ship to Michigan or ship to California. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect opportunity for that. It's, you know, it's, it's not just the place for a racetrack or, or a dirt track for the kids to come and, you know, rip and clear their mind. It's a place where they can come and learn. It's, 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 it's an, it's a revenue, you know, potential revenue generator. Yeah, definitely. Um, along with all the things in your town, um, you know, there's, uh, there's revenue coming in. This would only add to it. Um, and you're going to find that um, as things come in or, or being proposed to the town, um, they're no different than what you're trying to propose. So, um, I try to align myself with the sustainable goals, you know, the 17 UN sustainable goals, you know, and, and one of them is uh, uh, equality and equities, you know, to try to reduce inequities um, in in part of this, you know, like I was talking to Jeremy about doing the, the, the public-private partnership is it it makes an, an opportunity for, for every everyone to be able to achieve, you know, not just the elite. You know, you want to build something that, you know, that's world-class, but you want everyone to be able to enjoy it, to afford it. And um, we want to make it, you know, all achievable for everyone, all reachable. Yeah, you, uh, you know, you get, they take money, taxes from you and, and build up, build up some, some properties. And then you find yourself, you can't even get into it. You know, you, you can't get into it or anybody else in your family can get into that building just because it's made for a certain amount of, of the population. Um, I, I, I remember like when we went to Long Beach constantly, you know, and, and they had all types, you know, cars, bikes, um, trucks, you name it. If it was on wheels, it was definitely racing out there. And it was very, very, um, very, very appealing. Um, and not too long ago, a friend of mine took me to uh, the Seekonks, uh racetrack. I've never been there in my whole life. I always seen it, always rode by it, never went there. That day, that particular day that I went there, I found out uh, this was something else that I liked. And um, then all the other things, all the events, activities that were going on during the races was unbelievable. Right. And the the place was packed. It was, and and until this, I mean, there's only one other, well, in the past, 20, 30 years, the best firework um, night that I ever seen in my life was at the Seekonk Speedway. It was the best one ever. And it went on for a long, long time. I was like, wow. And this was all for the price of the ticket. You know, you get in there and you sit down and you enjoy it. 
and then this was just something that added bonus to it. Um, everything was there from EMS, fire, police. I mean, every they had all kinds of safety precautions. It was definitely something, and it was well worth the money, well worth, and I couldn't believe it. And this is what I see out of the, you know, the the, the pass and the tracks for the bikers. It's going to be the same type of atmosphere. Same type. Anything, you need some entertainment. You need some outlet. You need positive things for people to get into other than slipping into, you know, the dangerous drugs or, or, or alcohol. If they need something other than just sitting on a computer or, or going down and hanging at the local bar and spending all their money there. You know, if, if the, most of these guys are on the bike, they don't have any money left once they finish with brakes. With you know, some of these race guys, 10, 20 hours, they're tearing that motor down and replacing it. You only get 10, 20 hours, and then you're doing it all over. So, I'm telling my son now, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to learn how to rebuild his motor, and he's gonna have to get another paper out of something because <laughs> the way he's going, <laughs> we won't be able to keep up with him. <laughs> sit on the side of the road, sell some, uh, some ice water, you know, the, um, uh, the, I had a guest on, um, just a couple of days ago, my friend Gordon, and that's what he was starting. He was selling, he was selling ice water, you know, and, um, he made some money and that was at a young age, ice water, cheeseburger. And all of a sudden he had, he had the thousands that he needed, you know? So, we laughed about that 10, 15 years ago. When you, why, who's going to pay for water? <laughs> you can't get water without paying for it. Yeah. We're paying for water and air. You can't even you gotta, you want to go put air in your tank. And, I mean, in your tire, you got to pay for it. I spined yeah. up. Water, water's number one resource in the world, and number two is sand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> you would think it'd be oil, right? No, it's sand. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, Michael Consacio left a few comments here, and he says, uh, uh, <laughs> I never liked your dad or you. I love you both to death. Um, Michael's a local friend of mine. I don't know if you know him, but um, he's a strong supporter of the really Charlie podcast and um he's uh that's another podcast that you can look into you know and get on especially you and your friends you know um it's called sports corner but he has another one that he actually does and gets on the airwaves and we got to do this together we got to actually put the word out and, but, uh, um, we got to get john on here with us too john john let He's been uh, he's been really you know active with with the whole Massachusetts South Coast Motor Ranges and and uh, just send that program now for about the last five years strong. So yeah, um, he's done a lot of work. I'm definitely uh, I'm down for that. You know, you reach out to him and get him here, um, whether it's him and someone else, him and two others, whatever it may be. Definitely set up a podcast so we can do that. Um, because a lot of people are, uh, you know, ignorant towards, you know, what's actually needs to be done or, or uh, and so when, we, when we have good guests on it, that can educate everyone, um, to another way, you know, another way of, uh, 
are looking at, you know, bikers and so on and so forth. So I'm definitely down for that. I try to be educational and inspirational when it comes to this podcast. You know, we, we try to, you know, we try to accommodate everybody. We brought an acoustics engineer on board to try to mitigate the, you know, the noise complaints. And we started looking at a lot of different things. And then, you know, you, you look at the complaints and then really no founding. Um, it, they want you to adhere to a standard that's higher than everybody else's. You know, it's in, and it becomes to the point where it's almost harassment or, or it's, you know, they, they, they specifically, um, just sit and target what's going on with you. There can be all kinds of noise going on around in other areas, but they're going to specifically target what you got going on. Yeah. And try to make an example out of that. And, um, you know, that's, that's the part that, that I don't get is why do you need to go out of your way to make somebody miserable? I mean, if we're trying to accommodate the best we can, even given suggestions of, you know, or asking you for suggestions, how can we, you know, how can we accommodate you more other than just going away? Because <laughs> that's not going to happen. We're not going to just go away. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you it's, it's not just 10 or 20 people, men and women. It, it's, it's thousands of people that are, are, are right there along your side wanting the same type thing. And, um, so you're not supposed to go away. Um, you're supposed to be there side by side fighting for it. You know, I, yeah, I can, well, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have to fight. We should be able to live and let live. I agree. I agree. Live and let live. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's um, actually, um, did the event happen yesterday? I saw, uh, Jeremy did post. Yes, they had a they had a big they had a big show up up there. The bicycles and the, and the uh, uh, bike lives guys were there. Um, he posted yesterday on his on his page. They uh, they had a good turnout. I would have loved to have gone out, but I had a track full of kids here yesterday, and I don't like to leave when I got so many people here. But it would have been a good day for me to jump on my soft tail. I've been out on on that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yes. In fact, I'm gonna. I'll make sure I go on the page so I can share it to this podcast um, page on Facebook. And uh, that way I can kind of send a message out, another message out, you know, anything. I, I, I tell everybody, if you have something that you want to put out there, just get a hold of me and uh, I'll put it on my page. Um, and hey, it, right now it's 760 people. That's 760 people that didn't know, you know, so, and every week it gets bigger and bigger. So, uh, and that's the least I can offer. Um, well, we appreciate it. We definitely appreciate the, you know, the, rec- the notoriety and the recognition. We would, you know, it, it's like I said, we haven't had, <laughs> we, we haven't had a fair shake with the local media. So anything that's, you know, positive that comes out is, is good. Yeah, you think uh, think the uh, casino could help you out with that? Well, I, I thought that we could, you know, actually do a collaboration. This could be a destination site for the casino. You come stay at the casino hotel, you know, uh, once, 
we get into the you know the motorsport park where you'd have uh, manufactured dealerships. I'd, I'd really like to get into the electric bikes, you know, and and have them come here and and take a, a you know a riding lesson and get certified and be able to rent an electric bike and and do a tour to Newport or or do a tour down the you know up the up the coast or, or, or out to the Cape along the coast on a bike. Um, there's a there's a lot of things that that we can you know align with. Uh, or, could be a, a you know an amenity to the casino exactly you come here you rent them i mean this trail system on the back side of my property connects to weedamore woods weedamore woods goes right to the ocean you know there's no reason we can't uh, uh, carve out a isolated trail mocked out you know designated trail where no one's going to get off of it no one's going to cause any environmental impact and have a nice you know gradual family cruise down this kind of point and back that's a, you know that's a that's a selling point you know the amount of tourists that would show up here to be able to take that ride exactly and, and generate an income for the town you know and it's not that it's going to be a traffic burden on the neighborhood there's no there's not going to be any real big impact i'm, I'm off a of main thoroughfare there's two school, schools right up the street a high school and a, an elementary school there's parking we can do shuttle my driveway is 2300 feet uh off street parking, we're not going to be backed out and causing a public safety with parking on, you know, legal parking on the street. So everything, I mean, the, the site is, is, is laid out pretty good to accommodate. There's access. You can get emergency vehicles in and out. If somebody does get hurt, you know, people come in and they, Oh, you know, we, we don't, we don't want to call the ambulance. No, you're here because if somebody does get hurt, you can call the ambulance and they can get to it. You know, they're not mm -hmm. out looking in some trail where someone's hiding or, or, you know, because they don't want to get caught or they don't want to get their bikes confiscated. So, you know, they're out someplace where if they do get in trouble, you can't get to them. So true. Hmm. Um, Jeremy says it would be as profitable as a New England sports team. So true. Absolutely. Um, With the talent that's around here? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the right promoter, you can promote multiple functions here. You can do a, a bike event show. You can do a drifter show. As you get into the evening, you can wind it down a little bit quiet with, with some soft music. I, uh, I have on the plan here for an amphitheater, you know, some, some live entertainment. Um, you set up the, these small races. I mean, the, you, the more you get, it's going to get a little louder, but you, there's engineering and means that you can put in place to, to baffle down some of the sound. There's, uh, you know, sound barriers that we can install. There's uh, also noise canceling technology where we can admit an alternate frequency, which will cancel out, you know, the high pitch frequency of a two stroke or, or the rumble of a four stroke. There yes. is technology out there. I mean, noise canceling technology has been around for 20 years. Wow. You have to be in a position that you can afford this stuff. And, you know, you can't, you know. You think I'm uh, uh, I'm making money hand over fist with a with a donation can when we had that going, and it's like you know if if you don't if you don't make somebody pay and if you're on the honor system, you may get maybe 25 percent will donate, gives you enough to keep fuel in the machines to keep the track groomed or go out and 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 to the local market and buy food and feed everyone, but it doesn't you know it it doesn't fill your pockets where you can handle insurance and, and, and handle the taxes and the payroll and everything else. But you need, that's why you, you try to apply and do it right and go through the town and get the permits you need 
and you try to align yourself with the posted ordinances so you don't have to you know, uh, make many changes. But when you go at them with their own rules and they interpret or change it around uh, to convenience themselves or deter you from what you're trying to do, it's, it's wrong. It's not right. If you have a posted standard for everyone else, you can't change it when some, you know, when somebody comes in with something that you don't like. Yes. Um, Jason said this will, uh, Jeremy, sorry, says um, this will mitigate 65% of the street use, without a doubt. Um, yeah, and- I think a little bit, I think more than that, because I don't think, I don't think it's, you know, 25%. I don't think it's 30, 30, 35%. Uh, of the, uh, you know, you know uh, I think it's less than, than 35% of them will still remain out there. You might see 10, yeah. maybe five. I think the majority of them don't want to take a chance. They don't want to be criminals. They don't want to have to, you know, mess around with, with litigation or getting dragged in and out of court or, or taking a chance of getting locked up and, and getting violated on something more stringent than just a uh, traffic violation when, you know, that's all they should be getting is a traffic violation, but they're not, yeah. they're being called in as criminals as, you know, dangerous criminals. And it's not right. Not, not, not for riding a dirt bike, not for running away on your dirt bike. Cause that's what they're doing. They're chasing them and they're running away. So all yeah. of a sudden you go from, you know, a kid having fun to a felon. Mm-hmm. Now you're eluding. Now you get labeled a felon and now you're in the system. Yeah, that's a, it's a shame, especially, you know, people are young, you know, make make mistakes um, and uh, they shouldn't be penalized for the rest of their life. And they make those mistakes all over. Like I said, it's not only happening in the city, it's happening in these, you know, rural towns. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you don't it's not sensationalized and, and, and they're not targeted like they're targeted in the city. They're not. You know, they really publicize it as, oh, this is a real, you know, this is a real safety hazard. These guys are hooligans. They're all over the place. When all they'd have to do is open up a couple of them, you know, that that mall that Jeremy pointed out behind uh, the state, the the Cranston City building over there, Palino owns. You know, Mm -hmm. that place is empty. They've hosted a fence. If they, if the, if the police ATV squad, you know, put out a a Facebook page, hey, look, guys, we don't want to chase you guys no more. We want to. We want to set a spot aside and let's let's organize some competitions. They would have that. They would stop. They would go there and 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 stop working with them, and they would actually build something that would work. Yeah, I like uh, I like this comment. It, it says it's not just them that do the time; it's the whole community pace, and it's so true. It's just, you know whatever kind of judgment you're giving on anybody, you know it is finances that need to be provided but you know all in all i, I just there's other solutions it, the way we solve things in the community um in, in all neighborhoods is just talking about it and trying to straighten it out come up with some solution um, well, it used to be conflict think- resolution you know it used to, that's what it used to be protect and serve conflict resolution now it's enforcement when did it become you know, from protecting serve to conflict to, to, to enforcement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, strictly enforcement. There is, you know, uh, the, what, do, what do they say? Uh, uh, zero, zero tolerance. Well, there's a lot more serious crimes out there than riding a dirt bike that should be zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I, I agree. Um, it's, um, but I'm, I'm always here. 
always here for you guys. Um, and uh, I don't think I'll ever own a bike again. Um, but I also, I, I still love bikes. I love everything about them. And uh, I definitely am. I'm here for you. I'm here for anyone you, you know that's trying to push the same type of message. Please, you know, get in touch with me. Feel free, you know, uh, you know, have them get in touch with me, call me, whatever. I don't care what it is. It's, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm into putting on people on the podcast. Thank you again. I'm going to get with John and I'll, I'll reach out to you again and we'll set up something. We, we just about got, got the business proposal, um, done. Um, I'm going to try to get, wrap that up this week and finish up some things with Jeremy and try to get that submitted to the new town planner. So she has something to review in fright. We, we actually have a planner in town now that's actually educated in planning and doesn't have a, let me say alternative agenda because every planner before was bought and paid for by people in power and uh, had an alternative agenda um, <laughs> to the yeah. point where, I, I I submitted a package. It got it disappeared. It, it was it was missing for six months. <laughs> I mean, a, a one inch thick binder was missing for six months. I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Went into file thirteen, which we call yeah. it. Yeah, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of stories. I'm saving that for the book. Like Jer Jeremy and I both going. He's going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> Probably be a. It will be a bestseller. Um, just, uh, feel free. You need me. I'm here. This was a flash podcast. We put it on the air and I definitely do the same thing for John or whatever. If, even if we set it up days ahead of time, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I don't mind putting the, the message out there and getting educated. And if it's something that needs to be done on a, you know, every Sunday afternoon, we can actually do that, too. So, but I'm, I'm ready to do whatever I have to for you guys. So I'm only because I I, I believe and I'm, I'm supporting it. Well, we appreciate the forum, Charlie. We definitely do. Okay. Well, I know you're a busy man. Um, every, every day is a work day for you. And um <laughs> So, my, my little guy rode this morning, and I was coming out to get on this podcast. I have to come up here on top of the hill where I don't lose service because if I'm down below in the pit, I lose service. So I sit up here and we're looking at it. It's foggy around me, so I can't really see nothing. But usually I can see Newport on one side. I see Portsmouth, and I see New Bedford from where I'm sitting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. well, you, you got a friend here, and you contact me anytime you have to. All right. Thanks again, Charlie. Thanks, Ray. I appreciate it, man. God bless. God bless. Take care. All right. Very nice, nice podcast for for you listeners out there and viewers. Um, definitely um, happy to do it. And um, there's another comment here. It says, we'll come back on with a digital version once it's finished. Again, appreciate you, you and Charlie, uh, Perry, and, Ray and Raymond. Yes. Well, Jeremy, we appreciate you. You know, you're doing a lot of work. And um, we appreciate you, what you're doing. Um, so the podcast was just, you know, 
community people just trying to get what they rightfully deserve. Um, just trying to find some activity, some recreation to make things a whole lot easier and better and safer for the, for all the communities in general. And, um, you know, I'll get them on it as much as I can. Don't mind talking about it. And hopefully, uh, we can, um, you know, just basically get it done, get it done. That's the most important thing to get it done. And, um, you know, they could say no now, but, you know, eventually you're going to have to say yes, because this is thousands and thousands of people that are trying to just ride their bike, quad racer, whatever it may be. They just want to do it, you know, in a safe environment. And the land is there. The grounds are there. And it's not going to upset anybody. You put a certain amount of hours on it. Um, and, you know, follow the business plan, which these guys will. They'll follow their business plan. That's, uh, you know, good for the town, good for the bikers, and that's it. So, welcome. I mean, welcome here again to the Really Charlie podcast. And I really, really want to get these stories out. And, um, at 7 p.m., we're going to have my friend Anna on here from uh, Amity Wellness. Um, definitely uh, a good guest with some great spirits. She'll be on at 7 o'clock. So please come back, tune in at 7 p.m. And uh, we've got quite a few good guests this week. So, uh, I mean, all the guests are good. All the guests are good. And I can't wait to bring them to you. So tune back in at 7 p.m. And my girl Anna will be on here talking about wellness and uh, good spirit. It's definitely going to enlighten you guys. Take care. Mask those beautiful faces. Hand sanitize. Wash your hands. And stay safe, everybody. See you in a little while. Take care.